Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 39 of You Got This. I hope everyone's doing well out there. If you're new, I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. That's not a replacement for therapy. On the podcast, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need it, please do what you got to do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Okie dokie. So for this episode, we are kicking off the month of April by setting an intention around personal rebirth, regrowth, and renewal. Anyone tuning in, observing Ramadan, which also kicked off on April 1st, wishing a very peaceful month of spiritual appreciation and exploration as well. And I'm wishing everyone out there a peaceful month for that matter, Uh, at least as peaceful as it can reasonably be, you know? Um, I'm not naive (laughs) to the fact that we're still in a war. Uh, Looks like we're on the brink of another COVID outbreak. The original Fresh Fresh Prince (laughs) slash Will Smith is literally and figuratively canceled, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm not related that I know of, but I share a last name with the guy. So it's like, oof. (laughs) But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm an advocate for rehabilitative conflict resolution. So just like the Ukraine-Russia conflict, I'm in support of uplifting the victim slash victims of unsolicited violence. And I'm hoping for what will eventually be a peaceful resolution for all parties involved in all the things (laughs) going on in the world right now. Um, Yeah, I've mentioned this in a previous episode and I'll say it again. There's so much going on in the world right now. And a lot of it comes down to this versus that. (laughs) me versus you, us versus them, when the reality and also the quote-unquote dream (laughs) is that it's possible for all to coexist and even thrive (laughs) while doing so. All that being said, as humans, we're doing all right. (laughs) Go us. But based on the current state of the world and how many different global crises, you know, coexist, (laughs) there's clearly still a lot of work to do. Yeah. So instead of the, the harm, you know, coexisting, how can we heal and then, you know, coexist from there? Just keeping it real and keeping it light. (laughs) Rebirth, regrowth, renewal. Um, And anyway, for me personally, I've been feeling activated in that regard. Um, This episode's dropping on April 3rd, and I often work on episodes, you know, a little bit earlier on in the week, sometimes a little later in the week. This time I really wanted to tap into that April 1st 
fresh start <laughs> activation energy with a little bit of April Fools as well because it's always important to balance out life with some fun um, but I'm feeling energized since over the past week I found out one of my homegirls is getting married in July I'm gonna be one of her bridesmaids it's also a destination wedding in her country of origin which is Ghana uh, it's my second time being a bridesmaid but my first time ever traveling as far as Ghana which is in Africa so I'm honestly nervous but so incredibly excited for that new experience and to be doing it in honor of someone that I cherish. And a fun fact, my birthday's in July. So yeah, <laughs> as a July baby, I'm choosing to see all this as a gift to myself as well. So I think for me personally, fully embracing and leaning into experiences that expose me to something new or take me out of my comfort zone and expand my mind, heart, spirit, uh, I guess I could also say experiences that expand my universal consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> that's how rebirth, regrowth and renewal resonate for me. And in this new month, this clean slate, however it resonates for you, I hope y'all are feeling it out there too. And I'll go ahead and also say if you're not feeling that yet, Ain't nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> Allow yourself to be present with how you're feeling and where you're at. Reflect on how you got there and then do what you gotta do to keep yourself well so you can spring forward and <laughs> keep moving and grooving. Um, to shift <laughs> into how rebirth, regrowth, and renewal play into the talk you'll be hearing today. This episode features spoken word and an endearing true story told by Car Loco, not to be confused for the Spanish word for crazy, which is loco, <laughs> but Carl is a former gang leader turned activist who harnessed his life experience to serve as a bridge for uniting community. And he's currently working to reform policy around gang culture in the United Kingdom, which is his country of origin, and establish the country's first therapeutic gang rehabilitation center. His story about his own sort of metamorphosis or butterfly effect, <laughs> it really resonated for me personally since I grew up in a hood <laughs> for people who know me. And in my teenage years, um, let's just say I dabbled a little bit <laughs> with the gang culture, nothing too serious, but a little bit of dabble. And I also experienced being recruited into a cult <laughs> and then escaping out of that cult when I was in grad school in my 20s. And then prior to that, of course, boatloads of other trauma, which I know many people can relate to in their own way. So I think it's safe to say that leaving the cult <laughs> was when I officially started my healing journey. But yeah, I mean, for folks who know me, I can sometimes be a little bit of a rebel, a, a respectful rebel, but a rebel nonetheless. So it, that that's all a pretty juicy story that maybe I'll go a bit further into <laughs> for a future episode. So stay tuned. But yeah. As it relates to the talk today, I think for me, everything culminating together and all the growth and wisdom and perspective gained along the way eventually sparked my inspiration for blending my life in leadership and also team and project management experience with the skill sets that I acquired from working professionally across different industries and kind of similar to, to Carl, kind of using that and sort of that journey to create a platform and a safe and brave space. And so for me, that lens is coaching folks to deprogram what no longer serves them, i.e. think for themselves and live authentically discovering what lights them up and what they believe in and achieving what they define as success as they see fit. They being 
anybody, anybody and everybody, <laughs> you know, who's who's kind of looking to, to kind of find their own way and be the leader in their own journey so they can inspire other folks to do the same. Um, so long story short, I, sh I share that to say <laughs> for many of us, I'm sure we can relate in some way as far as being able to reflect on our own journey and identify, like Carl, at least one situation, perhaps multiple, where we may have been a little bit misaligned um, in our search for belonging and a deeper meaning, which is okay. It's all part of our unique process, uh, our metamorphosis, if you will. It, it's the butterfly effect, yeah? It's about elevating and evolving throughout life when we choose to learn from experience and apply it. And it's much more meaningful when you're you're kind of guiding yourself through it, even with the mistakes, you know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> to finally segue back into the talk, I went off on a tangent a little bit, but Carl shares his journey <laughs> and how he says he went from crawling to flying while searching for and eventually finding a sense of passion and purpose. So on that note, Let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. Have you ever seen the eyes on a butterfly's wings? Deep like the gaze of a glorified king. For they can overwrite, they will overwhelm. Eternal like, like, like they appear from another realm, another world, another life. Yes, another life. I too have known another life, another state. I am a walking contradiction. I should have shared another fate. I know a butterfly's fame, but felt the caterpillar's pain. My cocoon was love. But who would love the caterpillar? Drug dealer. Who would love the caterpillar? Gang member. Who would love the caterpillar? No, they can only love the butterfly. They take pictures of the butterfly. They speak scriptures of the butterfly, but label a nuisance. We that couldn't fly. They say that I is the window to the soul. So if you really look close, you can see the caterpillar's pain in the eyes on the butterfly's wings. It stings. So strange is change. So great is love. Love is my cocoon. Change is not a contemporary art, nor is it a recent trend. For the butterfly has been from the era Eocene, so for 50 million years, it's been standing as a proof that change is real, that change will come. So I say cocoon to the sky, for the butterfly is proof that the old me can die, so that the true me may live. So now, the wingless has wings, but it took a while. Metamorphosis, it took a trial, it took a hug, it took a kiss, it took a smile. 
But let the truth be told that this caterpillar was a butterfly all the while, just in need of that cocoon. Thank you. You see, today I stand before you as a butterfly, yeah? I hope I look pretty like a butterfly too. <laughs> but I stand before you as a butterfly today. And I assure you that wasn't always the case, you know? But after receiving incubation, love, inspiration, I've been able to leave behind my caterpillar state, you know? And today I'm going to attempt to summarize how I went from crawling to flying, you know? And I'm a firm believer that just because you may be crawling at the moment, it doesn't mean that you can't fly tomorrow. And I think the best way to summarize my journey thus far is to answer a question. And that question is, why did I join a gang? <laughs> why do people join gangs? It's a question that's thrown at me a lot of times, you know? And I always give a politically correct answer. <laughs> I'll say, oh, yeah, there's social issues and, yeah, there's economical factors, you know, and, you know, emotional deficiencies. And all of these answers are true. And they have parts of the truth, overall truth. But in this tapestry of an answer, I believe that the most potent strand is the fact that I had ambition. I was ambitious. That is why. I became a gang member. That is why I became a leader in the gang. That is why I became one of the most recognizable, the most popular gang members in London. And it wasn't always my ambition <laughs> to be a gang member. I started off wanting to be a veterinary surgeon. You know? <laughs> I used to watch RSPCA with my dad all of the time, and I was just fascinated. I love, I love animals. I also then wanted to be an astronaut. You know, I was like, wow, to go to space, that is something else, totally. Then I thought, you know what, I'm going to be a pilot, you know, because there's air stewardesses, you know, <laughs> there's, there's good pay and they get to wear a uniform. So I said, I'm going to be a pilot. Then that went out the window. And then something odd happened when I was about 11. And I realized that even though I was excelling in school, it wasn't serving me. My mum was a teacher. Her mum was a teacher. Academics was something that was esteemed in my household. It was exalted even. And I thrived in it, and I took to it very well. I would read my brother's literature, and he was four years my senior, and I would go through it faster than he could, you know? And due to our UK schooling system, they labeled me a genius because I was able to take information and regurgitate it, and I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> and I would be called to do extension papers. I'll have to stay behind after school to do further maths and further science because I wasn't challenged during the day. And even so, none of this was serving me in my community. On my inner city estate, an estate in Brixton in South of London, it was not serving me. So I began to look outside of the parameters of my upbringing, and I started to see that they were some that was enjoying the splendors of peace, you know, not being scared coming to and from school. 
there were some that had a level of financial freedom, you know, and they were the drug dealers. They were those that looked like they had a, a sense of belonging and purpose, you know, and those were the gang leaders. And I had a new ambition. And I was like, wow, one day I will be a gang member, you know, and like any sort of vision, it took a due diligence, so every single day I had to take a step in that direction. And because I've brought up in a household that shuns criminality, any forms of gangsterism, I don't even hear my parents swear. So for me to then step so far out of my comfort zone and what I'm used to, it took quite a lot of guts on my behalf, you know? And every day I had to put on a mask. I'll leave the house, put on this mask, come home, take it off because home is safety. Go out again, put on the mask, come home, take it off. And then one day I realized I couldn't take off this mask. It was a bit like the Jim Carrey film. You know, the mask, it just weren't coming off. You know, and I realized that I had actually become this person. This persona was now intertwined with me and I couldn't separate Locks was my alias then. I couldn't separate Locks from Carl. They almost became one of the same people. And we all hear the headlines and we see different things and we have an idea in our minds of what gang members in South London get up to. But to kind of give you a bit more insight so you can know where I'm coming from, is my one of my closest friends, he was murdered by my side when we were 15. And he was stabbed in the heart in Kennerton. And the blood left his body at such a rate it propelled his t-shirt in the air it's an image that won't leave me. And following that, I was cut on my face, not in the same incident, a different incident. I was also stabbed in my chest. I've been butchered in my back. I've been shot at more times than I've had birthday parties. And I always introduce myself as the should be dead usually. And if I go through the history, you'll know why, but we haven't got time for that right now. But what I am trying to get across is the, the reality of what I was involved in, it was severe. And in order to live a life in such a way, you have to be totally entrenched. The, I, the idea of it has to become your ideology, you have to own it. And gangsterism was my way of life. It was as normal for me as a city boy putting on the tire, grabbing a briefcase and going into the city. You know, I used to carry a firearm to the chicken shop, a four or five caliber gun to go maybe a quarter mile from my home to the chicken shop, you know, and I was very, very fortunate because I bumped into a lovely woman called Pastor Mimi, and she ended up opening her home to us, and her son was also a right-hand man, my right-hand man in the gang that we were in, so he was just as entrenched in gangsterism as I was. So she began to engage me because she couldn't reach her son directly. And her home <laughs> became organically an informal therapeutic community gang rehabilitation center. <laughs> yeah. And basically, we all moved in. And it wasn't just the moving in, but what was significant is that a new ambition moved into our lives. And that was that we wanted to get out of the life that we were in. You know, she convinced us that we were more than gang members. You know, so we all started going towards this goal collectively. 
And if someone else had a revelation one day that you may not have received, being in that hub together, you were able to cross-pollinate each other. So then we began to infect each other with this ambition and it began to grow and it began to just allow us to have the confidence to say no to the gang that we were in and to denounce gangsterism totally. And a few years later, I was able to say that I am not a part of a gang. I usually do it by the last time I held a firearm and that was about four and a half years ago. So right now I stand before you reformed. I don't even know <laughs> how a man can have the capacity to inflict harm on another man in a way of stabbing or in sh The thing for me is grotesque at the moment, but it wasn't always the case. So it's just where your head is. And this led me now to now that I'm reformed, I'm not free still because now I have the burden carrying the information that it is possible to change your life around. You know, you can be entrenched, you can be at one end of the polar spectrum, and yet you can journey to the other end where you're able to be that butterfly and to fly. So now I'm trying to provide cocoons for all the butterflies in the waiting. And this cocoon is going to be this country's first therapeutic community gang rehabilitation center, the formal kind. You know, I, it's basically mimicking what I underwent in Pastor Mimi's home, you know, and providing it in a way where young men can hold on to it and own it. And in order for this to be effective, I also want to help change policy in this country. Right now, we have a policy called the DRO, which is a drug referral order. And that gives the judge the power to either send someone that has been brought before them due to a crime connected to their addiction to either be incarcerated, which we now know is crime colleges, because it's proven that they get more addictions when they go in than what they had before, or he can send them to be rehabilitated, which is more cost-effective, it's cheaper, and in the long term, it's better for society and for the individual. So I want to help establish in this country a GRO, which is a gang referral order. It doesn't exist at the moment, but I'm very hopeful that when many hear the message that you have heard today, they will also believe and also want to help. Thank you for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you've got this. Hey there. Welcome to the energy reading for episode 39. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. 
Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. Hmm. Energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. I've already blessed and shuffled the decks I'm using for our energy reading. So just a quick shout out to the artists before we get started. We've got the Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Weight and Pamela Coleman-Smith. The Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray. And last but certainly not least, the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Oracle by Kim Kranz. All right, folks, let's see what's in the cards for us today. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. If you are new, the noise that you're hearing in the background is just me doing some additional shuffling so we get random messages that fly out or gently fall out from the deck and that's what we consider as guidance from spirit for the reading um and to loop in returning listeners i'm using three decks for the reading today um yeah three and nine for episode 39 that adds up to 12. I do have uh, that amount of decks, but I don't have that amount of time for today. <laughs> so I'm using three. Um, I'm gonna get four cards from each. Um, and then yeah, that way we have 12 cards and also with three squared being nine, I think that's pretty cool too <laughs> with using three decks. Um, and yeah, I think while I'm kind of on that tangent, <laughs> tying in numerology with three, that typically, you know, represents creativity, self-expression, or even like Trinity trifecta. So wanted to just share that in case that resonates for anybody tuning in. But yeah, um, again, going to get four cards from each deck. We've got the traditional tarot that I'm kicking us off with. And then do a little bit of the spirit realm <laughs> with the angels and the ancestors and then some of the earth realm uh, with the wild unknown animal spirit oracle. Um, and yeah, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've used that during a reading, but returning listeners know it's always fun to incorporate some spirit animals, you know, have that in the mix for a UGT reading. So we'll see what we're going to be channeling. <laughs> For the month and and perhaps beyond uh and i think it's also quite fitting for april fools just to bring in a little bit of fun so anyways <laughs> i've been doing all this talk okay whoop, okay just one i've been doing all this talking and finally a card came out so if you're new typically i pay attention to that when it takes a while for the cards to come out so perhaps Whatever I'm, I'm picking up or what I will pick up from these tarot cards, maybe it's a message that's been a little difficult to hear or receive or perhaps some patience might be required for whatever situation is going on, you know, however the cards end up resonating. So I have one so far, just need three more so I can have four. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. Okay, two and three, just need one more. Come on, spirit. <laughs> okay, so whatever this is, you know, might, might be a, a situation that requires patience. There we go. Or a message that, you know, might be a little bit challenging to receive, which is okay. 
Um, okay, cool. So for our four cards, we have, just put these on my spread. Um, cool. Okay, so we have major arcana and minor arcana. Just pausing a little bit so I can process what I'm seeing. Because <laughs> we have one card that's in the in reverse and then the rest are upright. And so um, for folks who are new, I guess I'll start with the major arcana. So it, with what major arcana and minor arcana mean, refreshers galore for returners. So sit back and relax <laughs> or, or, you know, tune in if it's helpful. Um, but major arcana, that's main characters, major themes in a tarot deck. And then minor arcana, uh, that's uh, kind of like supporting characters or descriptors for major arcana. So we have out of the four cards, two major arcana here, justice and judgment. And then for the other two cards, which are Minor Arcana, Three of Wands, and then the Seven of Swords in reverse. And if you're new, reverse in this is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Stumbling over my words a little. It's not bad. It just means that there's some resistance to whatever the card means when it's up right. And with the Seven of Swords in particular, actually, and, and I'll go into it by explaining the, you know, kind of how I interpret the artwork a little bit, th this actually isn't a bad thing at all. Um, and I'll get into that, but I think I'm going to start with the Major Arcana. I, I think with this obviously, you know, being a major theme here, but with Justice and Judgment, perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, there's, there's some kind of situation, you know, something going on where I think from the judgment piece, especially it's like this card is, is really about discernment, <laughs> making decisions. Um, this also could be a card that kind of has to do with reconciliation. And part of the reason why I say that is because the Roman numeral here, it's, it's 20 XX. <laughs> and so that, that does kind of mark like sort of the end of the cycle or completion if you will. And so again, with judgment, it's almost like that end point. It maybe, maybe it is a happy ending. Perhaps it's neutral, you know, perhaps it's something where there are some lessons learned. <laughs> and, and I think with the justice card, that's why I'm kind of like, all right, like maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, you know, not necessarily positive, negative could be neutral, but with this justice card, this could represent maybe, maybe some sort of like lessons learned per se, but or responsibility, you know, taking responsibility. That's also what the justice card could represent. Um, I mean, this also could have to do with <laughs> making good decisions, being decisive. If you've been wronged, <laughs> then this could also be some kind of indication of, you know, justice kind of being served a little bit. Um, and I think especially paired with this judgment, that that really is what I'm picking up on. Like for you or whoever you're thinking about, some sort of justice and judgment kind of paired together, to me, that kind of equates to a resolution of, of some sort. Um, I'll go with the three of wands next. Yeah, um, I'm like talking through this out loud. The three of wands. <laughs> wands is fire energy, so... That's passion, energy itself, and motivation. And three in numerology, as, as I shared, that has to do with creativity, self-expression, or like trifecta, if you will. And the artwork on this card, it shows a gentleman, but he you can tell that the gentleman's kind of like looking straight ahead, but and, and whoever's looking at the card, you only see his back. So I think that's pretty interesting. It's almost like you, like you don't exactly know <laughs> what this gentleman's thinking, what he's doing, what his next move is going to be, but 
with the three wands that he has, there's one wand that he's holding and his other two wands are standing on their own behind him. Like, it's almost like whatever that is, it's like, okay, cool. Like seeds been planted, it's doing his thing. I don't have to worry about it. Like, let me tend to this one thing. And like, this is the choice that I'm making right now. You know what I mean? Or in general, it could indicate making some sort of, of choice. But thinking of that three, it's almost like whatever that choice is, it, it kind of helps bring all the puzzle pieces together from that passion, energy, motivation perspective. So yeah, for you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe there, there are like multiple things that you're working on that like fire, your, fire you up or spark inspiration or motivation. And maybe there's one thing that you're focusing on right now and the other things you can kind of let those organically sort of do their thing on their own. Like maybe that resonates for you. Um, yeah, or it could also resonate, I think, from the Three of Wands perspective. And I, I think, like, if you think about planning <laughs> for a project or or for some sort of goal that you're working toward, it's almost like with, with thoughtful and careful management of that fire, you know, that passion, energy, motivation, that I think that's what's going to help you or whoever you're thinking about feel confident as, as as far as how you're going to apply that moving forward or whatever direction that you're going in if you do have options and you want to make sure that you pick the one that is going to serve your highest good if that makes any sense um and then yeah with the seven of swords being in reverse i know i mentioned that that's actually really not a bad thing because the seven of swords when it's upright just to paint the picture a little bit there's a gentleman who's on this card and I'll also kind of throw in there for anyone who's new, because I just talked about the Three of Wands and talking about this card too. It, there's a gentleman in the artwork, but don't worry about the gender. Take it how it resonates for you and your situation. Could be male, female, non-binary. It's really about the energy that the card represents. And so with the Seven of Swords, <laughs> when it's upright, there's a gentleman where out of the Seven Swords, he's holding five. And then there's two of them that are standing in the background and he's kind of looking back at him, like with this coy look, almost like he's skipping away, like, <laughs> or kind of like the dude, <laughs> like, you know, he just got away with something or he feels like, yeah, like, like I got out of there and, and I'm good to go. But the only thing is, it, I mean, something to consider is like, what if the two <laughs> swords that you left behind are actually the ones that you need in order to like get through whatever it is that, that you're going through that requires all these swords, clearly. <laughs> And then also with swords, for anyone who's new, that's air energy of thoughts, mindset, communication. So if you if we want to think about it in that way, and then also seven in numerology, just to tie that in, that has to do kind of like with spiritual development. And so connecting that with the swords, I mean, if this card were upright, this could potentially represent like you or whoever you're thinking about and not necessarily you doing it, but maybe you're experiencing it where there's some sort of mental, mental agility, mental gymnastics. That's just a, a very polite way of me saying manipulation. You know what I mean? So with this card being in reverse, that's actually, uh, this is actually kind of a good thing because to me, how this resonates and what this indicates is resistance. It's almost like you or whoever you're thinking about possibly resisting some sort of manipulation in a sense and and that could be a very specific message um and it's certainly not meant to you know concern anyone because if, if we're thinking about the talk <laughs> and 
even in the intro, how I mentioned just with life experience and whatnot, like sometimes we, you know, we go through situations where we, we kind of think we're on the right track a little bit or, you know, we're, we're kind of programmed to think we're on the right track. And then through that self-discovery and exploration, I, I think, you know, that's where we figure out, like if we're looking at a three of wands, <laughs> like for you or whoever you're thinking about, it's almost like with this three of wands, it, it's kind of like that sort of situation where with justice and judgment, Maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, there's something going on, take it how it resonates, um, that has required, is requiring, or will require <laughs> you or whoever you're thinking about to really lean into your discernment and especially that air energy with thoughts, mindset, communication as it relates to the choices that you're making and how you are applying this fire energy of, of, of passion and motivation. Yeah. Um, we'll see if I'm on the right track so far, but that's what I'm getting to like paint the picture so far of, of what we're starting with <laughs> and then how the Oracle cards were, will kind of like guide us through the rest. And so we'll see what messages we get from spirit as far as like, whatever this choice is that you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe that you have to make or, or a situation where perhaps there's some sort of mental gymnastics <laughs> that you or whoever you're thinking about, you know, maybe you're anticipating it might be required in the future. Maybe you've already done it, but somehow that's kind of in here. But again, with this being in reverse, there's resistance to that, which I mean, that makes sense <laughs> with having justice and, and judgment here. So yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's definitely some, there's either clarity already here or or perhaps, you know, this is a loving, non-judgmental message from spirit that that's what's required with whatever the, however this three of wands resonates, you know, for you or, or whoever you're thinking about. So I know I mentioned it could be, you know, like a project, it could be work, it, it could be, <laughs> it could be a relationship, you know, take it how it resonates. Um, but it's something that like passion, energy, motivation, you know? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the angels and the ancestors next. See what guidance we get from spirit on, <laughs> you know, maybe how to dig a little bit deeper with this decision-making process in case it's helpful to get some context, especially for the seven of wands, like in, in reverse, like what's causing that, you know what I mean? Or, or if that's what you're in, you know, you or whoever you're thinking about how to overcome that. So you feel stable in this three of wands energy of like, okay, like I know what I'm doing. I know what I want. And, and I'm about that action. Like I'm a, I'm a do it. I'm gonna just go get it. I'm gonna make a decision and whatever happens happens like that. That's kind of what the artwork in this three of wands represents. Oh, okay. There's one. Yeah, and I feel like with these oracle cards, especially with the messages being pretty straightforward, but I mean, besides the spirit animals that I'll have to interpret, I feel like with these cards, it, okay, there's two, it'll be, you know, pretty straightforward with these messages. And yeah, I can probably breeze through these and then go into the animal spirit cards to close us out and we'll call it a day. A pretty swift reading. Okay, three. <laughs> Come on, spirit. <laughs> there we go, four. Okay. 
from the angels and the ancestors, we have, oh, well, we have the oracle. <laughs> Wait for important information. The mirror guardian, take time to reflect. The moon, take note of intuitive messages. Sage, be devoted and committed. Wow. Okay. So this seven of swords that's in reverse, again, air energy, thoughts, mindset, communication. I feel like with this Oracle card from angel, again, this is all angels and ancestors in case it's helpful for me to, to repeat this Oracle card, wait for important information. <laughs> Actually. Oh, wow. You know what? I, I feel like and it's, it's actually kind of difficult for me to explain sort of the energy that I'm picking up from these Oracle cards together. I feel like these cards are a direct reflection and confirmation of what we just got from, from the universal tarot and wait for important information, take note of intuitive messages, take time to reflect, be devoted and committed. It's, I, I mean, I do think this is very direct uh, guidance from spirit as far as whatever's going on for you or whoever you're thinking about. Maybe it has to do with family, friends, um, work, or inter, you know, interpersonal relationships. It, something's going on <laughs> for you or whoever you're thinking about where even if the seven of swords energy, if that this card were upright, it might not even be something that exists or maybe it doesn't exist yet. Like maybe, maybe this is something that you or whoever you're thinking about, like you're, you're just, you're already anticipating it so much. And so <laughs> this could be loving, non-judgmental, you know, guidance from spirit as far as like, you know, gentle reminders of wait for important information. Don't be too hasty as far as that fire, you know, that, that wand's energy of action, like, like take your time, you know, again, with major arcana, justice, judgment, use your discernment. It's okay to take your time, wait for important information, the moon, take note of intuitive messages. And so with that air energy, especially with the seven of swords, whatever this seven of swords situation is, that's going on and the fact that it's in reverse, which again, for me, how it resonates, I think that's, that's actually a positive sign. I think with the moon, take note of intuitive messages, perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, that's what you're doing <laughs> as far as like trusting your gut, like not everything that you hear, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that's interesting. And, and if this doesn't resonate for you yet, then again, this is, you know, loving guidance from spirit on, on what to do, you know, trust yourself, trust your, your own intuition. And, and again, justice and, and judgment, if we're looking at the major arcana, take time to reflect, I mean, I, I think, I think that ties, I think that actually ties in well with the, um, with the three of wands, as far as, you know, making a, ch making a choice, but then also with the seven of swords. And I mentioned seven in numerology kind of being about spiritual development. And so again, taking time to reflect, this is just reinforcing that, that, that inner work or that reflection is probably, is probably something that's going to be necessary again, to, to make sure you're stable in this reverse seven of wands, because <laughs> or seven of swords rather, uh, because seven of swords situations are going to happen in life. It, this actually, it ties in quite well with the talk <laughs> and the intro, you know, with what I was sharing. And that's probably why this is how this is resonating for me, you know, as the reader, but by taking that time to reflect, which also ties in quite well with justice, judgment, discernment, that, that is what helps with the three of wands and making sure for you or whoever you're thinking about that, again, you feel confident that you're moving in the right direction and making the right choice. 
mainly for yourself, but, and that has an impact on the world around you, you know, in a positive way. Um, and then, you know, last but not least from the angels and the ancestors, be devoted and committed. It's, I mean, I see this, you know, with this kind of being that final message, it's almost like with the three of wands, like this gentleman that's here, but remember it could be male, female, non-binary for the energy, but the two wands that are standing on their own and then that one that's being held where it's almost like, okay, this is the one that's kind of getting the focus right now in case maybe there's multiple things, <laughs> you know, that like multiple priorities, multiple commitments, which is, you know, like that, that's a very real thing. A lot of us are balancing multiple things that all require uh, intention, you know, and, and integrity. And so, yeah, again, Sage, be devoted and committed. I, I feel like this is, I almost take this as like an empowering reminder. It's like, whatever you decide, like, is going to be okay. And you're going to learn and grow from it and just kind of like go forth <laughs> on your journey. Yeah. May the, like, may the force be with you, you know, like be devoted and committed to, to yourself and, and to the world around you. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. So just to say that over again, Oracle, wait for important information. The moon, take note of intuitive messages. Mirror guardian, take time to reflect. Sage, be devoted and committed. Cool. All right. Let's see what we get from the animal spirit, the wild unknown animal spirit Oracle to close us out. see what animal energy we're tapping into. <laughs> okay, so yeah, spirit let us know through the angels and the ancestors kind of, you know, again, reinforcing what to do <laughs> in order to, you know, make sure that you or whoever you're thinking about is kind of moving through whatever, whatever this checkpoint is in your journey of life, <laughs> you know, that you do so wisely. Yeah, so let's see now. Ooh, okay, there's one animal energy to tap into. So this will, this will be fun. <laughs> okay, two, three. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, that's five. So let me just pick one. Uh, okay. There we go. Let's see what we got from the wild unknown animal spirit. Okay. We have the bear, the otter, the lizard and the owl. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. And and I think the reason why this is cool for me is because and and I'm and I'm thinking about the energy of these animals. So, it, it's something that I'll put out there especially for people who are new. And for me, one of the reasons why I like doing card readings is because uh, tarot readers can interpret the cards at any way they'd like. Like it's ultimately this is meant to be an inclusive craft just to kind of help build that intuitive muscle. You know what I mean? Like for me that's how I take it and that's why I enjoy it. And so for me with seeing these cards, like I, I'm just going based off the energy of the animal, just like naturally, you know, like what, what comes to mind and how it connects with the messages that we've already gotten from spirit through the universal tarot and through the angels and the ancestors. So I think <laughs> each of these animals, these spirit animals is embodying a different, you know, perhaps approach or something to tap into again to, to kind of maneuver you know, through this situation and make sure that you're, you're really steady, you or whoever you're thinking about, you're steady as far as justice and judgment, AKA discernment. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and yeah, the seven of swords uh, in reverse and the three of wands upright. It's, I mean, I think that, yeah, that also represents <laughs> justice and, and judgment as well. Okay. So for the bear, I think the bear is really interesting because if you think about the fact that we're in spring right now and, and like the bear kind of coming out of hibernation, I equate the bear to like hermit mode or the hermit card in tarot, which is about kind of disconnecting a little bit. I've said in a previous episode, it's like disconnecting a little bit from the matrix, you know? So you can kind of take the space that you need in order to do some of that inner work, whether it's personal development, professional development, or if there's some sort of situation that's going on, you're able to think clearly and, and process through things clearly. And it could also be about setting healthy boundaries or like, or like not following the crowd, you know what I mean? So I, I, I feel like with the bear being here, that's really interesting. And that, that also kind of ties into the message here. You know, perhaps this is a situation that does require, um, taking a little bit of a rest or, or, or like resting from being so directly involved so that you can process and perhaps see things from a different perspective. And then with us being in the spring and the bear coming out of hibern coming out of hibernation, it's like, I mean, I returning listeners know I've said this, it's about that balance. And th this is a cycle, you know, it's, and, and it's, it's actually healthy, it's natural, but it's a cycle that the bear <laughs> does every year, uh, you know, as the seasons change, there's that time for rest and then you resurface and you feed, you provide, <laughs> you know, um, you harvest. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, this could also represent for you or whoever you're thinking about, it's almost like some sort of like an awakening, and, and I might even tie that into wisdom because we do have the owl here and that is what the, the owl represents. So as I mentioned, seeing things from a different perspective or, or like tying it into to the podcast at quote unquote higher perspective, which really just means like kind of considering considering everything and, and being conscious about how you're moving, you know, throughout the world. I feel like with the bear and the owl, it, yeah, it's almost like it, it might be wise <laughs> to separate yourself from, from the situation a little bit. I think especially if, if we're looking at the three of wands, perhaps the decision that you're making is, is a little bit delicate or it's something that, that's really important to you or whoever you're thinking about um, as far as what fires you up. So in order to make sure that with this major arcana, you're really leaning into that justice and that judgment, maybe you know, maybe you do got to take that rest, think a little bit, you know, harvest <laughs> or, or recharge, you know, before resurfacing for that harvest, which ideally is going to be whatever that wand is that, you know, this gentleman is holding in the three of wands card, whatever that that next move is that you're going to make and take action on. With the otter and the lizard, I think it's really interesting because... I mean, the otter is a really cute animal, <laughs> but if you think about the otter and, and kind of how it moves around it, it slithers a little bit, just like the lizard, you know what I mean? Um, but the otter, I think it kind of, you know, depending on, you know, your perception and perspective, <laughs> the otter, you know, comes across as a bit more of an approachable, you know, cute <laughs> animal versus the lizard. And, and they also master, you know, sort of different domains. Um, and also one is a mammal, one is not, one is a reptile. And so I think what's really interesting is, I mean, almost what I get from these two cards is that whatever the situation is, like perhaps there's two different ways to, to kind of see something, 
that's involved here. And, and the reason why I'm leaning in that direction a little bit is because of the fact that there's like take time to reflect the mirror guardian from the angels and the ancestors and, and also wait for important information. I think that ties into the bear <laughs> and then the moon and wait for important information. That's the Oracle spirit. And then the moon spirit, take note of intuitive messages. I do think that ties in with the owl. It's almost like the moon and the owl. That's what you or, or whoever you're thinking about is going to be doing in this bear energy. Uh, and really tying in that mirror guardian, take time to reflect in the Oracle, wait for important information. I feel like with the sage be devoted and committed. I mean, it, you know, if I'm trying to tie that in, you know, to the animal spirit cards, I almost see this as, and I'm really focusing on the owl and the bear for some reason. And it's because with the otter and the lizard, the way that I'm taking this, <laughs> I mentioned like the otter is, they both kind of, you know, slither and they, they master different domains, but the otter is like cute and the lizard is a bit more, you know, rough. But, but it's typically able to camouflage, whereas the otter, you know, maybe not quite so much, but because it's so cute, <laughs> like it, it might, you know, be able to, to maybe do a little bit better in, in different environments or perhaps both of them equally can, but in different ways. And so, yeah, I feel like with me thinking through this, and maybe me thinking through this kind of resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about with this three of wands. And again, justice, judgment, you know, discernment and making these decisions. And it's kind of like, it's understandable if it's a little bit confusing and you're not quite sure. So again, with this seven of swords, it, I mean, typically for folks who are in that energy, that, that is typically when you're kind of susceptible to <laughs> a, a little bit of extra programming and, and there's no, you know, there's no judgment there. Uh, it's, at all. And so I, again, I think with this reverse seven of swords, it's like an empowering message from spirit to, you know, maybe keep that in mind again, swords, thoughts, mindset, communication, <laughs> keep it in mind that that's something that you could encounter, you know, along your journey and just make sure you're really kind of stable and steady and, and thinking from the perspective of not only being wise, taking time to rest, recharge and process information like the owl and the bear, <laughs> but then with the otter and the lizard, it's almost like, it, I almost take this as like a message from spirit to like be flexible, you know, or, or be adaptable. So this could be an encouraging and empowering message from spirit, almost like no matter what, <laughs> you or whoever you're thinking about will be able to either adapt in this otter energy of being able to maneuver and kind of master the land and, and water, whatever. And then with the lizard energy, I think really being able to, to, to kind of have that thick skin, you know, resilient, um, endurance. It's almost like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a bit of, you know, the softness and then, you know, the, the kind of roughness here, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's, it's for survival and, and you know, perhaps even a skill set. you know, it's strategic and it's meaningful. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm picking all of this up as like, you know, kind of a long, Along this journey of, of whatever it is that you're doing, it's like all together, this is a reading that's saying like, take care of yourself and see things from, <laughs> from a higher perspective as, as, as much as you can with what you know. Um, and be open to kind of adapting or, or this could be a message from spirit for you or whoever you're thinking about to, to expect that different situations are gonna bring different skill sets out of you. <laughs> so depending on what route you know, you decide to choose, just, you know, be mindful of potential seven of swords energy along the way, 
you do have the capability to resist that and and kind of trust your gut and your own intuition as long as you are as long as you are thoughtful in, in doing so um yeah yeah okay i'm gonna stop there because i feel like if i keep going i'm just gonna ramble <laughs> and i know we got things to do so yeah i i appreciate you know your time and energy for folks tuning in whenever you tune in uh i hope this was helpful for whoever needed to hear it if none of it resonated for you that's quite all right uh at the very least perhaps this gave you some insight <laughs> into what somebody that you know is experiencing um but yeah if this reading didn't didn't resonate maybe the next one will be for you uh if this did resonate, uh, definitely wishing you all the best. Uh, you absolutely got this. I'm wishing everyone out there <laughs> the best for uh, the month of April and beyond. And I hope everyone has a great week. Talk soon. <laughs>